All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. This edition of the Real Life Podcast is brought to you by sumojerky.com the number one beef jerky of the month club in the world. It's award-winning and rare beef jerky to your door for as little as $14 a month. A proud division of Wanya Enterprises. That's sumojerky.com. Welcome to the Real Life Podcast, brought to you by SumoJerky.com. Joe, Bag Milk, Wanye, gentlemen. Did you know that we got a package of Sumo Jerky at the office? Really? It was one of the greatest days of my life. Did it actually arrive? Yes. Really? Yeah, oh, there was wow. six different kinds in that uh-huh. box. Mm-hmm. And what were the flavors? Anything delicious? There was like one that was like this spicy cayenne pepper one, yeah. and it was legit. It was good. That's messed up. Yeah. Sumo Jerky is a subscription beef jerky service yes. that I actually bought that's down in the States because I thought I was a person who used it and then I tried to do an ad deal with them and then it turned out that they weren't for willing to do advertising but they were for sale for the right price so now we're doing it it's all like an American thing but I got the boys a subscription just to make sure that every month if you're like oh my god why'd you serve hair jerky I'll know all about it so in the meantime that's good that's like good organic content good well job, done that's like Batman or Bruce Wayne buying the hotel when they're trying to kick him out and Batman begins like I own this <laughs> yeah, hotel yeah. that's what you well, buying the mine jerky is a beef jerky subscription yes. that may or may not be in yeah well, so if hmm. you want jerky go to sumojerky.com uh, boys we have a lot to get to a lot to that's not jerky related no a lot to um my notepad says Oilers, 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 and Pornhub hat. So where should we start? This could be mm. any episode. Yeah, really, yeah, really too. Mm. Uh, I can get lost in either, really. <laughs> uh, we taped this on a Monday night. Peter Shirelli addressed the media. Well, not addressed the media. He did. Doing the rounds. He did an interview with Sportsnet. Did an interview with Ryan Rashog. I'm sure he did some other interviews that we haven't seen right now. And he says he's starting to feel the heat. Rightfully so, in my opinion. So, so what did he say? Because I live underground in a deep bunker and don't get AM or FM radio. Well, I mean, I listened to the one on Chet, and then I transcribed Rashogs on TSN. Mm-hmm. Um, both are up in the nation today. And it's in typical Shirelli fashion. He kind of said a lot of words about a lo- very little. Do you know what I mean? He says a lot, 
And then he tap dances around and then he comes around to a point and there's kind of a point, but it doesn't really answer the question. And he's just very lawyery. And, mm. you know, it's a good way to put it, actually. He's a very, yeah, he, he's lawyery, I think is the perfect adjective I'd use to describe him. It's, you would ask him a question about X and he would kind of touch on X, but end up on Y and Z and then never really touch X ever again. It was, it's kind of an interesting display in in dodging. He's like a he's like a bullfighter, but with his words and his he thoughts. He is Neo in the Matrix. Find exactly. me a Harvard-educated lawyer who can't major in doublespeak, though. And oh, I, yeah. You know what I mean? That's what he was designed to do, and that's who he is. Okay, the one thing that jumped out is, I think we're all in agreement. He says he's not going to fire Todd McClellan. Do we all agree that's a good move? Yes. We are yes. all Team Todd in this room? Yes. 100%. Fully. I love yes. Todd. Yes, I agree. Here's the thing. like Before you go on to your point, Maj, how many... I had no point. <laughs> oh, yes, assuming I had a point, go ahead, take as long as you need. How many coaches did they have before they finally landed on a guy with experience like Todd who's had a winning record, who actually knows his shit, and he knows what he's doing, and then now people are like, oh, well, he's the problem. I actually had a guy today uh, send a mention to the Oilers Nation account saying, you know, they could probably get Dallas Aikens again for all... For pennies on the dollar, I'm like you. Like I'm like okay, this guy's clearly joking. Dallas, did you start up a second account <laughs> yeah, to DM account. me? Yeah, yeah, he's got a burner account. I was like, this Not guy's Dallas Akins. Wait a minute, clearly That's what Dallas Akins would say. And he's like, and then so people were like, clearly you're joking. Ha ha. Chop wood, carry water. We'll do all that again. Bring back the swarm. Everybody's having a good laugh. He's yeah, like, yeah, we're all having a good laugh while the world burns. Yeah, and then he's like, no, I'm serious. Oh. Really? Like, is this where we're at? The thing is, when the Oilers hired Todd McClellan in the summer of 2015, for the first time in a long time, I thought they had hired a coach that could probably coach every other team in the league, and teams would look at it as maybe not an upgrade, but like, okay, I'm confident no, heading into the regular upgrade. season. Of yeah, course you know it what was. I mean? It was like, a big upgrade. He's a top 10 coach. So I, I'm, I think we're all in agreement that's a good thing that Shirley came out and said that. Now, what happens if they lose five of the next six? I hope that's not the case, but a GM can buy himself some time. Sure. By blowing out a coach, but Ryan Rashog brought up a very good point today on TSN about how there's a lot of money owed to Todd McClellan. And Wanya, you've talked a lot about how much money Daryl Cates has put in. Mm-hmm. There was a stretch where he was paying a lot of coaches oh, yeah. to not coaches. He's team. paying mm-hmm. all the coaches. Does he want to do that again? <laughs> so I'm not saying Daryl Seppin mm-hmm. said you can't do it, but that's something that the owner can still... Uh, Shirley did mention Daryl Cates saying our owner's not happy. He deserves better everything. So... He does. He, he really does. Poor guy paid Cam Barker. Remember that? No. God, imagine signing Cam Barker's paycheck. Yep. So. I said this the other day, and someone tweeted at me like, Cam Barker's a good guy, and you're a real piece of shit. And I was like, oh, my God, is he? Uh, I don't know Cam what Barker's I was. Cam Barker's on Twitter? No. I was like, I don't know what I'm talking about. And then I just threw my phone under the couch and left it there. That's what you do when you panic when you exactly. get a text or a DM. I can't see on. the tweet. It doesn't count. Yeah, that's, yeah. Very, that's very true. Um, So he basically said, McClellan isn't going anywhere, but yeah. he also said they were looking at possibly adding to the staff. He says he looks at the staff as a collective whole, so that's going to be Johnson, Woodcroft, Herbers. All those guys are kind of one unit. Talk about maybe adding one because we all the penalty kill is just a bag of asses. Yeah. One at home only, rather. Yeah, I mean they killed off all three yesterday. They're fourth on the road. Yeah, it's crazy. This is just crazy, that is crazy. Where's your Corsi now, stats guy? How does that even make sense? Doesn't make sense, and I don't hear a single stats person talking about the correlation between fourth in the road and thirty first at home. Thirty first by like a country mile, too. By a historical thirty first, yeah, amazingly in thirty first. It'd be a simple. They're just playing looser on the road, less to worry about, more pressure. It, yeah, is that like I, I'm throwing take, stuff though, out in, there. The, in this in this social media day and age? Do you take the pressure of home on the road with you everywhere you go? If you're a millennial that's playing in the NHL, probably. Yes. Con- always I on watched, your phone, kind of. I watch plenty of commercials with Jordan Eberle at the World Juniors talking about bullying is following I, you everywhere. I still don't think he got that bad of a run when he I was don't here. Think I he thought did people either. were really nice to him most of the time, but that's neither here nor there. Okay, so bag milk, do your thing. Where you hate Peter Chiarelli. Let's do this. I just like. Personally, if it was your call, would you remove him as GM right now? I would have removed him in the summer. So you I've been are, complaining you're about Daryl Cates. Yeah, are you Bob I'm, Nicholson? Who do you want to be? In this scenario, oh, I'm yeah. being uh, Bob Nicholson because then I got a burger. Yeah, that's cool. That's <laughs> yeah. cool. I'll be Daryl Cates because I get that house. Hell yeah! And so you get every burger. burger. Yeah. Hey, listen, if I sell enough burgers, I'll get a house too. Well, maybe I'll sell my house and buy all your burgers, <laughs> and then you won't be so tough, will you? What I've, I've been complaining about Peter Shirelli's summer since the summer. We talked about it on this podcast that there was a lot of things that had to go right again this year for the Oilers to make a step forward, and none of those things have gone correctly, and that's all on Peter Shirelli. I'm thinking of trading Jordan Eberle for Ryan Strom. Travis Yost had a thing that they were also supposed to include Calvin DeHaan going the other way. I don't know who that is. He's a defenseman for the Islanders, and he's having actually a solid year. Son of a gun! And apparently it was going to be Strom and DeHaan for Eberle, and then... Snow says, you know what, I don't want to give up to Han. And then Torelli's like, well, let's do it anyway. 
That was according to Travis Yost. Now take that with a grain How of salt. How would he know? He kind of like, he's been nailing some of those things. It's really? kind of like one of those things where Travis Yost is now the bloggers worked his way into the network. Everybody, if anybody from the network wants to talk to me about secret shit that I can mm. tell, I would be amazing. Remember that Gagne thing? Remember how worried I was with that? We could do that again. I think some guys, well not, I don't think, some guys do have sources that you just wouldn't expect to be sources. I had a source, Mash. Told me Sam Gagne was going to be captain. Now he's shimmying down the dressing room hallway in Vancouver and he's the king of Vancouver. Your source or Sam Gagne? Uh, or both? Well, oh, <laughs> Mash. You <laughs> Try and push me too far, Mash. You'll never get an answer out of me. So, bag milk. Let's let's do role play. You're yes. Bob Nicholson. Wanya, you can be Daryl Cates. Mm-hmm. So let, let's come in. Let's say Bob Nicholson's coming in the office right now. Sound effect. Uh, Daryl? Yeah? We need to make a move. Uh-huh. Peter's gotta go. Why? He fucked everything up. How? Traded everybody. Uh, go on. Lost them all. He. So you're telling me that the difference between now and eight months ago is a guy who's the GM's job? Yes. Okay. Well, the funny thing today was, uh, just role-playing. Hold on, no, no, we're still bobbing, Daryl. Sorry, I really Darryl, enjoying this. Ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, go on, go on. Keep talking. Well, Daryl, the funny thing about, uh... Peter is today he went and made the rounds. I don't know if you heard it on the uh he's talking all kinds of radios. You know I don't listen to the people. radio. I listen to rich guy music that won't be out for five more years. Mm. You want to hear detox? I hear it every day. Keep going. Oh, that's so good too. I assume he would have a chip planted in his head where he gets spotted. Listen to Carter Five for like a year, man. He's oh, got that Wu Tang album. He's too. got that Wu Tang. He bought it off that crazy other pharmaceutical guy. Oh, Screlly giving it up to Kate. <laughs> I bet you hmm, you think they know each other on some weird level? Isn't Screlly mm. in prison now? Yes, but not for long. He'll be out with a new rap album or some damn thing. Anyway, keep going. God damn it, I'm Daryl Cates. Listen, listen. If we're going to sell Bobby Nix burgers, we got to get some wins. Uh Uh-huh. The way we got to get wins is to have a guy who's not going to trade our players for pieces of shit. Apologies to Ryan Strom. Uh-huh. We trade a lot of pieces of shit. Or we're acquiring a lot of pieces of shit. Uh Uh-huh. Peter Shirelli today said they didn't really make that many moves. Your old pal Bag Milk did some math on the old calculator. How do you know Bag Milk? Oh, he's a friend, you know? He's a, <laughs> he's a kind guy. He writes many words. Uh-huh. Continue. They changed 21% of their roster last from last year. They did? Yes. We did? Yes. I'm Daryl Cates? You're Daryl Cates. Continue talking. 21% of your roster from when they lost Game 7 in Round 2 of the playoffs is different. But they're all non-impact players. Or are they? Well, I would argue with that they're clearly impact players. So what's gone wrong, Bob? Talk to me. Well, I think, personally... That the players have lost faith in the way the team is constructed. We need to make a move. Here's my concern. Go ahead. Are Remember, you st- are, you, are you still Daryl? <laughs> You're the boss, and you can say whatever For you sure want. Sure, shit, I'm still Daryl in this situation. Number one, have you seen my house? My new house. Oh, it's glorious. It's pretty amazing. I heard you're selling the house in Vancouver. I don't even care about that thing. I haven't been there in years. It's got a platinum toilet. It's got my Wundang album in the safe. I'm living good. For real, all the Oilers are coming to my house on this road trip because they are, which would be an interesting time for all because they have to look. Pop a bear in the eye, and he's not going to be thrilled with how things are going. As what seventy million dollars worth of failure walks through the front door that cost a hundred million dollars. Here's my concern: we have had a revolving door of coaches in this organization. How many do we have Seven. since I've been owner? Uh, oh, two thousand and nine. Let's say let's go, Craig McTavish. Wait a minute, who are you? <laughs> I'm your assistant, Mr. Cates. I've really? What's your time. name? I've been here the whole time. Uh huh. Oh, I need to Maj? Yeah, that's you, what that's... You, you moonlight as Daryl Cates' assistant? I do. That's, that's You're all, secret you are mind. always working. This man. is phenomenal. Continue, Maj. I'll allow you to talk. Um, Craig McTavish was the first coach. Right. That went to Pat Quinn. Right. That went to Tom Rennie. Right. That went to Ralph Kruger. Right. Mm-hmm. That went to Dallas Akins. Mm-hmm. And then Todd Nelson. Todd Nelson. <laughs> right. McTavish again for uh-huh. three games. Mm-hmm. And now we're on Todd McClellan. That's how many coaches you've had. So I've been on the team since 2009. I am eight years in, and I've had seven coaches or eight? I was eight if you're counting the cameo by Mac D. Of course I count that. He's one of my best friends. Of course. So, I've had eight coaches running this squad. Mm-hmm. Do you think if we'd kept two coaches during that time that we would have done less developmental damage to our team rather than having this revolving door of schmoes coming in and out as coach? Arguably, yes. I mean, in times where things are going tough, you probably want a player's coach like Ralph Kruger that's got all kinds of, like, get well soon messages tattooed on his palm or whatever. I think going through that many coaches is a coward's way out, personally. 100%. I think that you're blaming the program and the guy who's out there facing the hordes every day gets thrown out with the bathwater. That's why I think it's the GM's problem. Now, here's the problem with the GM. Go ahead. We have a five-year plan Mm. around Connor McDavid's career. Mm. Go into old arena, come into new arena. Towers go up all around new arena. Connor wins Stanley Cup. The plaza's not even done yet, playa. If we wanted to have a cup parade outside of Ford Hall, people would be partying in a construction site. But, sir, 
year three of the plan has gone horribly wrong. Why? I'm paying him $10 million, whatever the hell it is. How, imagine how much am I paying? This is great, by the way, having you around. How much am I paying McDavid next year? 12 5 12 5 sir. That's my money. Don't worry about that. What I want you to worry about is not making any more moves in haste. Because mm. I think that when we make moves in haste here, we shoot ourselves in the foot all the time. Absolutely, sir. Let, nice we calls you sir. This is yes. great. We should play this game all the time. Mr. Cates and Mr. Nicholson, if mm-hmm. I may chime in, though. Sure. Let's just say you don't make any moves in haste and next season goes off the rails. What if? Well, then Christmas I suggest our Harvard trained general manager don't allow next season to go off because if we blow this summer too, maybe the disruption to the program is enough that we need to break our five year plan three years in. Might we go searching for a yell man, sir? <laughs> <laughs> and scene. That was the first yeah, ever fit. Well done, boys. We, we should do fun. one of these. Yeah. So that's pay, my concern, though, right? My concern yeah. is that having that many coaches. No, oh, like I, I agree. Is just horrendous. Yeah. Especially when you've got a team that's trying to build itself through youth. You need to have stability. How would you feel if I gave you a new stepdad every year when you're 18 or <laughs> Storm six? of life. Yeah, know? exactly. Right? Storm like, of life. Who's this guy taking mama out to dinner, mm-hmm. right? You don't know what's what. You're Yakupov. You barely speak English. What would be a bigger mistake, hiring the wrong person or making a move too early? Hiring the wrong person. Hiring the yeah. wrong person can do damage. There's no question that the five-year program has had damage. But the number one thing you learn in business, particularly at the Daryl Catesian level, <laughs> my level, Wanya, <laughs> did you fall down the stairs this morning? <laughs> yes, but only a couple stairs. And now you're pretending to be Daryl Cates on a podcast no one's listened to? Yes. Uh, I just don't think that, uh, you know, having a revolving door all the time is, is the right move. You learn in business patience. And the people who are the most patient, who are also successful and that, because yeah. you can also be patient and drive your car straight into a wall. Mm. You can't be making these rash moves. And I think the revolving carousel of coaches, while at the same time all the same exact people were in charge, now I'm talking as Juan, you know, as case, the same exact people were in charge the whole time, they just kept firing the coach. That's like the canary in the coal mine, right? And so my concern, if you if you deal Chirelli right now, first of all, who do you replace him with? Deal, fire. I go to Nashville and I take their assistant GM. Thing is, though, okay, uh, his name is Paul Fenton. That's fair. Of course, Maj knows that off the top of his <laughs> yeah, head. Like, that's why he's in charge. No kidding. But is I, I see what you're saying. I think a lot of people agree with it. Nashville ain't going to let that guy walk in the middle of the season. So do you wait till the offseason to make that move? Because so maybe, maybe interim old Kalo or Mac T for the rest of the year. Could you imagine? Oh, my you seen God. The look on I'm telling you. You are just something else to come in here into this KGB room with no air. I'm telling you. Is Steve Tamblini still looking for work? Of course he is. He's still <laughs> assessing his options, and he will be until forever and a day. All I'm saying GM. is that I agree with Maj that there's probably an in-season move like that isn't going to happen. I just don't trust Peter Shirelli to not do anything. Well, I think it, you can tell the president he can have his Twitter, <laughs> but he doesn't necessarily have the, like, the, the, the launch button on his desk like he claims to. I just think that, like, one of the problems with the Oilers is like the program is definitely called into question, right? And you never even hear them mention it, right? You watch Bergevin, and I didn't see any of the Trelli stuff today. And I like Peter Trelli. I think he's cool. Cool guy. Hey, I'm Peter Trelli. Hey, I'm And always cool. changing his look, too. I think, oh, to well, I think that's why I like him so much. He's like having 12 different GMs. Oh, yeah. That's neither here nor there. But I didn't doubt why he was here. He was somewhere of his own merit and inherited a really good Bruins program, took credit for a couple cups and bounce or whatever it is. But I didn't feel like that, right? But I don't think that swapping him out mid-season makes us more credible as a franchise. I don't think that it makes us a more attractive place for people to come and play. I think one of the problems with the Oilers organization is that players legitimately don't want to play here. It's not because the weather sucks. Yep. Right? Look at Eastern Canada right now. A friend of mine lives in Toronto. He told me that he literally shoveled about 24 centimeters of snow over the weekend. Holy smokes. There's lots of places with bad weather. But there's bad juju here. And if you gas your GM... You know, a year and a half into a five-month plan, no matter how far it has or hasn't gone off the rails, you can do lasting damage to your shit. And when you talk about Mac T coming back for three games, don't you kind of just like laugh when you say that? Yeah. Like you couldn't have just left it for a week and not had to have Mac T be like, "Now nah, do I stand behind a bench again?" My it's just so fell off. It's just so good that he wanted to make sure that Todd Nelson was okay or whatever it was that he was doing back there. It was so good standing there, arms crossed, pointing at things, looking at charts, that probably playing peak, with the iPad. That was peak decade of darkness, wasn't it? Like so I good. got this, boys. <laughs> That's like Uncle Rico trying to throw the football over the mountains. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I like Mac. Well, okay, <laughs> but you mentioned about I do like Mac T as well. Um, but the thing is, though, about you can like people. You're nothing about business. You can like people, and you still have to fire them. 
Yeah, that's fair. And business people who keep people around that they like over people who they hold accountable in the long run don't do as well as they could. You mentioned there's bad juju around the Oilers if they were to blow to GM. How I much? just noticed that you wrote down the word juju. Just so I wouldn't forget. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Okay. No, for sure. All like the bad stuff that could be around the Oilers. Doesn't McDavid kind of make up for that? What did Milan Lucic say when he first signed here? I think the first two words of his mouth were Connor McDavid. Sure. Does and how's Connor... that going for us, Milan Lucic? <laughs> Thank <laughs> you for attracting yeah. to the Connor flame. For as much as it could be heading into a dumpster fire, doesn't McDavid? And the fact that you have McDavid and Joyce had a locked up for the next million years. Doesn't that help your GM that I know who my core is? Well, let's talk about that core, right? Let's talk about the guy who's got one power play goal as we sit here on yeah. January 7th. Who yeah, looks, he had, uh, I believe Gregor said he had 10 power play goals last year. Right? So, you know, I was watching the other day and I tweeted because I like Twitter. Um, I don't even really look at this lineup and know who to pin this on. There isn't anybody to pin it on. And historically, yeah. even when there hasn't been anyone to pin it on, we still pin it on somebody. Yeah. And there honestly isn't that. However... I look at Leon Dreisaitl, or eight and a half million, and I wonder why there isn't more of a stink being made about it. It's so selective how a witch hunt works. You only go after certain people, right? And some people are untouchable. Like Connor McDavid, I laugh so hard watching Tim and Sid when he's like, I will never badmouth Connor McDavid. Is it worth the decade of darkness to get Connor McDavid? Yes. Yes. Could we botch Connor's career just as badly as we botched 07 through 15? Sure. Absolutely we could. Sure we could. Look at, um, who's an example of a guy, not Connor's status, but has been screwed around and Connor's the king, but like, who's a top well, pick? We could even, uh, I know they finally made the playoffs, but John Tavares had a lot, did not have a ton of success with the Islanders. Sure, mm-hmm. there's a fair one. It took a while for them to finally figure it out, but they did maybe botch the first few years of his career. Yeah. Well, now there are also concerns that he'll be leaving very shortly. Yeah. Is, is there? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah? There's a lot of talk that he may or may not go back to New York because he's holding all the cards right now, and if you're Johnny T... Could we do role-playing around Johnny T? Here, go real quick, real quick. Okay, go You ahead. be Doug White. Okay. Okay, go ahead, Doug White. All right, uh, John? I leave. What? Edmonton. <laughs> I have an <laughs> accent, too. Bye. See? Could you imagine? That. That's pretty good. Yeah, I'm out of here. I'm going to Edmonton to play the Connor McDavid and to trade garbage for me. I don't care. But a guy like that, though, when you're holding all the cards and you got fucked around a little bit in the early part of your career, you tell me that some of these guys won't hold grudges? What? Hell, we got old Maj here is holding grudges since uh, oh, yeah, Maj the girls' days. With a smile on his uh, face. What would botching McDavid look like? Is that simply not winning a Stanley Cup in the next 10 years? Yes. Is that what it is? I like, don't even want to have to access well, no, this part of my brain, like, Mash. It's possible. Like, it could happen. Like, what, what does that look like? Connor McDavid's career. Not winning a Stanley Cup. Let's look at 10 years. 2018. 2028. Oh, man. What How are you looking look? in 2028, Bagman? Mm-hmm. You have probably, an age to day probably. Yeah. He, yeah, he'll be 80% similar. beat by 2028. <laughs> God, it's but just like, like I'm so unhappy. But what, <sighs> what would, is that simply put, not winning a championship? Connor McDavid, in my mind, could have spun a wheel of fortune, and any team he landed on, his career will be the same. Right? Maybe someone's going to put a couple more pieces around him, but basically just being Connor McDavid going to an NHL franchise with a franchise license, they're going to win cups. I don't think that um, botching Connor's career is just like when you would you would look at this team and just say, literally, had he gone to any other 30 teams, they would have done it faster by now. We're not there yet. We're one year. Is it Mario or Yager who at the beginning of his career did terrible? Mario. Mario. Someone told me it was Yager again today. God damn, everyone's got Yager in the brain because he's 108 and trying to retire. And he's leaving Calgary. And he's leaving Calgary. Calgary. Shout out to the Flames. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. Uh, Yags wants out. Yeah. Ruined a legend. Fair enough. No, no, Calgary. no, no, no. One more member for the traveling hey, yoggers. I know, I know that's not actually the case. One but... more member for the traveling <laughs> yeah. yoggers. Those guys are the best. Yeah. Well, it's very disappointing because this to me is just a boondoggle of a situation. And I still don't believe that there isn't something off the ice that's impacting this team. When's the last time we had a good Tommy Salo rumor in this city? The beginning of the season. Here. I mean, yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. But other than that. When's the last time before that we had a real good rumor? Would you count the Chris Pronger one? That would be it. So 10 years? Yeah. 11 years So it's now? not like years? we make up stuff all the time, although yeah. we do. I'm just trying to think mm. of the garbage we've made up, but yeah, it doesn't matter here, here nor there. But that happens, and then mysteriously the team of dreams just craters into the ground. I've seen ex-wives and husbands who've greeted each other with more <laughs> happiness than the Oilers after some goals. It's it true. is There's something super strange, and I don't believe – that like in this this era of like social media and stuff like that, that you couldn't still keep something like that in the room. Of course you can. Most people in a closed professional sports locker room got a lot of secrets to keep people. Oh yeah. Yep. And the bro code in the room is very. If you broke the bro code and you snitched on what happened, you probably wouldn't be even on the team. No, yeah, you you would be shunned into the corner of the room probably, and it would be tough to go to work if you were to break that. I was talking to an athlete because surely I don't qualify. I mean, playing PGA European Tour for Sega Genesis for 20 good years, which I have, Madge, doesn't qualify as being an athlete. But I was talking to a guy, and he said 
he'd been a pro athlete, and he said, you know, if you're hot, sports teams are like high school cliques because everyone's basically frozen in time. No one's getting more mature on no sports team while they're making <laughs> millions of dollars. And he said, if you are hot, you are the king shit. And you can be a train wreck of a human being, but as long as you're scoring, everyone's high-fiving you. Hey, oh, hey, how you doing? What's going on? If you go cold... You're not sitting with the mean girls at lunch in the plastics anymore. You're sitting at nerd table with the weird assistant coach from Latvia <laughs> yeah, who doesn't know nothing about nothing, right? So regardless if there was an issue in the dressing room early on, now there's going to be a series of issues in the dressing room because as pissed as we are as fans, the players are super pissed too, and they're blaming each other because they actually know what's going on, and they are blaming the GM. They are blaming the GM. I heard today from a little birdie mm-hmm. that Laurent Brassois – found out he was traded on the bench. That photo I put up. Yeah. That exact that's, moment. That's not cool. No. no. But Peter that's like Sh- firing what's his nuts on Skype. Well, 100%. But my point is that that cannot be the way that he finds out when everybody finds out on the big screen. And that comes from above him. Not, I'm not talking to Todd McClellan. That's not Todd McClellan's fault. That's Peter Shirelli's fault. Well, you can't treat your players like that. No, you can't. And if you think that that's not going to go around the room and be like, fuck me, he found out he got traded on the bench in the middle of a game, like, come on. I will say, though, the Canadians were the ones that announced that before the Oilers. So maybe the Oilers were trying to hold on to that. Two sides to every coin bag. Even so, like, it would be, it happened to a member of the Oil Kings two or three years ago. The Oil Kings played the odd, uh, they, they played the odd afternoon game. And a player, I think it was Brett Pollock, was coming out for the second period, and he was a Flames prospect, and he got traded. And he wondered, like, why is Gene Principe taking my picture as I walk out on the ice for the second period? Because he got traded in the middle of the game. But he still finished the game? Yeah, because it was junior. Like, they're just trading a junior player, right? Like, it was junior. All right. Yeah. But it was still, like, that does happen time to time. But you are right. Like, Brassois got buddies all over the league. Of course. That play for different teams. Oh, for sure. That and one- not... The one- best player is always going to be the most popular. A lot of times there's, like, glue guys, and who knows what Brassois yeah. like. But word gets around, and I swear this is a problem for the Oilers. I swear it because I mildly know it. Yeah. That other players in the league are like, Edmonton, Edmonton's a jackass. And it's been like that a long time. And they're mean. Right? Yeah. And play like a player's coach, like a Tom Rennie, starts to undo that and starts to like mm-hmm. loosen things. You're out the door, player. And who did they fire on Skype? Was it Rennie? It was, no, uh, it was Kruger. Kruger. Kruger was, at, was basically blown out on Skype because they're trying to find an associate coach for him. They interviewed Aikens, and then Aikens basically talked his way into the job. And then that is how they let... Kruger hey, Mac T, you like game. carrots? Yeah, fuck yeah, I like carrots. You like working out? I like working out. Should we do this? All right, let's do this. But this is like another problem in business, right? So if you have a problem with your business and you're in a senior management role, you're the owner, and someone comes to you with a track record and says, I've got an idea. I am willing to try and solve the issue or take this to the next level or whatever they say. It takes a very fine judge of character to be able to size up whether or not somebody can do it or not. And when an Aikens walks in hot and bamboozles everybody into a a head coaching job and then gets gassed, how long did he last? A year Year and and change. A year and a half, yeah. Right? Like, I just don't think that's enough time for a coach. And I think you either need to be hiring slow and firing fast is the way to do it, right? If you really have come to the conclusion that Peter Torelli is screwing the program, fire him tomorrow morning. Like, who cares? That's what I would have. Based on his history, he's got to go. But you got to think about who are you replacing him with. Okay. On what timeline. Mm. Can't go get your boy Jackson Pollock. What was his name? Uh, Jackson Fenton. Pollock would be a great GM. Who is be. Jackson Pollock? He's that painter Andrew. that, like, just throws things oh, at yeah, the yeah, canvas. Yeah, yeah. He'd yeah. be great. He'd be great. He I be think great. he's dead now. Yeah. Oh, well, then right. bring him in anyways. Let's. We'll find out if he's dead season two. But you are right, though. If, if you do think he's not the man to do the job... There's a deadline coming up. There's some assets you could flip. You don't want that guy controlling. Oh, you tell him you do not make a move unless yeah. the. But I think that that's already it. I think that there's like a 15 man cabal still running the team. And I drive by uh, Rogers Place. Yes, Rogers Place, of course. That's the new one, right? Mm. Yeah, Rogers Place. And I can see this one in conference room. And you drive by at night. I'm always like, is that where they sit there and decide to do fuck all? And then I drive by, right? Mm. Looking at the ads on Ford Hall or whatever it is. Um,. I just don't think that you can make that move rashly, and I don't think that you can you can necessarily let the fifteen guys that have their finger on the the launch button all together. It's a consortium every time they make a move. Yep, everybody signed off on all of Peter Chiarelli's deals. That's why you have a Poho and a VP Poho, an assistant to the director of Poho, and Maj talking to Kate's directly all the time. It's so there's a committee of people making decisions. And you guys have seen the clip on was it B's TV where yeah. Peter Chiarelli makes the Tyler Sagan trade? It's a war room. Of like fifty, you're right, like fifteen yeah. guys. That's what Boston. Like I imagine Edmonton's the same. Of course, a hundred yeah, guys. It's not yeah. fucking Keith Gretzky's in there. Like you know, we would have done in my day on the team that I didn't GM, huh? So is he actually good? As I just hold on, is Keith Gretzky a nice guy and like a good hockey dude? What do we know? Well, he's he's Shirelli's guy. That's what we know him as. 
Yes. He is a, he is a Peter Shirelli guy. Interesting. Came over from Boston. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So he is a Shirelli guy. I remember, and this is just kind of like the prospect people that you tend to follow on Twitter or whatever. I remember them not being overly impressed by the hire, but for me, that's what what the hell do I know? Well, who cares? Keith Gretz- I didn't know there was a Keith Gretzky until- We all knew about Glenn? <laughs> yeah. Oh. And Brent. Brent. Oh, yeah. yeah, Brent. No, Wayne and Brent. That's as far well, as my Keith, Gretzky's And, and this is the thing about the weird thing about having Gretzky as your last name. Right? I remember reading Gretzky's book, and I can't remember who he's talking about. Brent. Who was the good one? Other Cal? Cal Gretzky? Wasn't there a Cal Gretzky? Wasn't I there? don't know that there's a Cal Gretzky. Is there? Poor to guy. the internet, keep talking. It's like the one Jackson sibling that isn't in music, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. What's the name or is the forgotten stall who didn't make the NHL? Oh, yeah. Jordan. <laughs> no, no, not Jordan. Jordan played the NHL. Uh, whatever he is. Mash, what, what do you... No, there is no Cal Gretzky. You got nothing. I used to, I thought I used to... Shout out to Cal Gretzky. But I remember in Gretzky's book, he said, if my little brother had any name other than Brent, or Gretzky, Brent, if he had any name other than Gretzky, he'd be in the NHL right now. Sure. So I feel like as an assistant GM, we shouldn't just like scoff and say, oh, he's not, wouldn't be good. I don't know. To I me, don't know either. I would give anybody with the last name Gretzky a crack at fixing shit just because he's a Gretzky. Heath, Wayne, yeah. and Brent. Yeah. Those are the Gretzky boys. And Tito, the other Tito, little known yeah. Gretzky. <laughs> Tito. Tito. Yeah, but he was star- a very integral part of the Gretzkys nonetheless. He's the best answer. So you can't gas Peter unless you have a replacement for Peter who yep. you've talked to, which I believe is illegal. Can you negotiate with a new GM with a GM under contract? Probably not, but I believe these conversations do happen. Yeah, I mean, it's just you know, like, like the... prohibition law. Like, it's the law, wink. Would you like some scotch? Yeah, it's just like at uh, July 1st on UFA Day when nobody talked contracts in those five-day window before July yeah, 1st. People like, magically sign at 10.01 on July yeah. 1st. So it's See, like I think you... if you're trying to gank somebody, though, who's currently employed by another team, that they'll actually get super excited about that shit. Probably. You get a chance to run a team with Connor McDavid on it. For the next eight years. Well, and if you, all of a sudden you're talking to Nashville and like, who's it, David Poyle? David is he, Poyle. No? Eh? Hey, eh? no. So David Poyle's sitting there with his boy Jackson Pollock and he looks down and it's like Oilers calling and he's like, huh? What? Why are the Oilers calling you? What? I don't think you can do that. So that tells me unless you have the new guy lined up and you can't talk until the end of the season. You're not looking at hiring anybody until they're vetted by the middle of July. Yeah, and that's nothing to me. You miss free agency if that's the case too. You, you'd want your guy in place for the draft, oh, wouldn't yeah. you? Dear Absolutely. Like, on, we're running like, out of time. Yeah, you gotta want, go. You'd want your guy in place. Connor, how old are you? Twenty. Okay, we're not running out of time. We're just short on time. Draft is late June and free agency is July first. So are, you'd want someone in place by uh, Shirley. Shirley was hired. I want to say in uh, a week after McDavid, so April. The problem too is that a new guy is going to come in. Anytime you have a management change, they want to come in and prove to you how the new regime is so different than the yep. old regime. Right? This is management of anything, not just mm-hmm. sports teams. The manager comes in. You've hired me to be the director of finance. Well, first things first, everybody switch your shoes. We're wearing left feet on right shoes and like just gibberish changes to show change. So if you get a new GM in here right now, the first thing you're going to do is try and put their fingerprints on this cake, which does not need more fingerprints on it right now in my mind. Now, if I'm really Kate, I would sit down with Connor. Well, that's a guy who really needs to be making the calls around here. And I'd be like, Connor. And then I would look to you, Maj, and say, who didn't get a lot of playoffs their first time? Was it Yarmir <laughs> or Mario for the 10th time? And you'd say, Mario. Mario. Thank God you're here, Mash. Thank you. Connor, uh, you want to be Connor? And I'll be done. I'll be Connor, oh, Okay, sure. ready? Let's hold do it. Hold on. <clears throat> so realistic. Connor. Sir. How are you doing? Fine, Daryl. How are you? Sorry about those messy ads. One final time. It was offside. I don't know what the hell the league was thinking. We'll let it go. How mad are you out of 10? 12. Mm-hmm. Something's got to change. Okay. Should I make a, maybe I'll do a players-only meeting? Something's got to happen. Well, did you do a players-only meeting this year? Tried to. What happened? Luch wouldn't listen. Mm-hmm. Do you want me to get rid of him? Yes. Okay, <laughs> let's step outside the organization right Connor, now. Is that Connor or is that bag milk? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Look at those abs. Uh, okay, well then let's step outside the normal uh, org chart of the organization here, my friend, and let's just say it's Daryl and Connor for a moment sitting on a rich man's island. What do you want me to do? Daryl Pete keeps getting rid of all my friends. Okay. If you don't think that affects the room, it affects the room. You got anybody you want to replace him with? Not not Milan. I'll be back to you in a week with three names, and you'll yes. decide who it is. Oh, could you imagine Connor picking the GM? I can absolutely see it, man, because if you look at the balance of power around here, it goes Daryl, Connor, everyone else is expendable. Straight up. 100%. Nobody else matters in this whole situation. And I think that Kate, even though he takes a badgering from people... As though, like, this is what happens when he doesn't spend $8 million to get the utility bill for his new house for free. And Daryl Cates is probably getting pretty sick and tired of this shit. Oh, Can yeah. you imagine being Kevin Lowe and having to call Daryl Cates all the time for the last 10 years? Or not even call him, just pick up the phone and you see DK on your phone line. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, no. Guys, I'll be in. He steps outside and. 
well, a one-sided conversation, I imagine that would be. Oh, man, see, and I know that, like, the code is so tight, but, like, I would just love to see Daryl Kate snap one time because you know he's got a volcano in him somewhere. You didn't get where to where he is without snapping a time or two. Exactly. And when, when you run a big private organization like that and you've never been dependent on shareholders or being called into question, you can get, like, ultra-tyrannical. So there's no way he's ultra tyrannical and isn't just losing his ever loving shit about this situation. Well, hundred percent. Connor McDavid is a finite resource, and it is personal, personally offensive that they're wasting his last year of his ELC. But now let's just put that in context again. He is a finite resource. He's probably going to play until he's like thirty six or thirty seven. So we still have a lot of time here of a finite resource as a counterpoint. But I mean, 37-year-old Connor Walls, he'll still be better than everybody. But we're not just fast-forwarding to 37. He's going to peak 24, 25, 26, 27, so far away. It's not as far away as you would think, 24, 25. Matches on my side, Wanye. Four years ago, you know how many illegitimate (laughs) children I had? Zero. Now do I have eight? Four years can go by in a New York minute. Exactly. And that's my point. Yeah. Well, and I think that I I feel bad for Oilers fans still. We were talking about this last week and the week before and the week before and the week before. But... You know, did you feel any better with Torelli making the rounds today, Mash? No, I uh, I honestly didn't. I thought I would, but as we said off the top, he didn't really, he just l- spoke like a lawyer. He lawyered it up where he says a lot of things that you think make sense, and then you actually go back and think about it, you're like, eh, he didn't really say too much. Now, that's better than Mac T. Telling, he making, was so bluntly honest making, that he was just like... But, but incorrect. His yeah. honesty was incorrect, right? Here's it's my cards. Yes. I believe you'll see here that I am playing <laughs> poker with a Subway Club card and an Ace of Anchors, which isn't even a normal thing. Part of this could could it also be Peter Shirley is still adjusting to Edmonton? No. But, God, if that's but, the case. But here's the argument. He's always going to be... When he was in Boston, they won a cup and they were still the fourth banana in Boston. Mm-hmm. He could get away with not telling anyone a thing about anything. Yeah, just waiting for... Uh, Tom Brady to like fart in public yeah, or something, or David Ortiz. <laughs> Why did he fart? Or is that just like an idea? Oh, it, he did. I was watching. Gross. But that's mm. do you, so you, you don't buy it that he's still maybe just getting used to. Oh, I'm in a pressure cooker. No, and I mean I've been I've talked to enough lawyers in my life and people like that that I know when I'm looking across the table from somebody and they're just giving me double speak. Yeah, and it took me a long time, and I'm still reasonably young, right? I don't have any gray toe hairs I've seen, but that's God's time way of telling you to wrap shit up if you get a gray toe hair. Um. I know when people are bamboozling me, and I also know that perhaps he's completely different behind closed doors. And behind closed doors, you might be completely frank. But going out to face the hordes and keeping your guard up so you don't play your cards is fine, provided your program isn't in free fall. Mm. Right? And that's what's so funny to me about the Oilers so many times during the decade of darkness is it's like, the date, March 8th, 2007. <laughs> the Oilers have been out. No, 2007 is too early. 2012. The Oilers have been out of the playoffs for two years somehow already this season, and they won't tell us about the lower body injury too. Insert a ter- terrible player. Dean Arsini. Dean Arsini. We can't say what his injury is because our secrets are so important. No one to me in the business world is a bigger fool than somebody who overestimates the value of their secrets. You know people like that? Oh, yeah. They're like, oh, don't tell anybody, but the subway down the street the other day had a mess in it, and I got a free six-inch sub, and don't tell anyone that because it's a huge fucking secret. Whether or not Dean Arsene is injured doesn't matter. And it's that hilariously, like, clutching your pearls arrogance, I think, that's really shooting the the, the organization in the foot. I think uh, Gregor nailed it today in his article. He had an article today on Oilers Nation talking about what is Bob Nicholson going to do. Mm -hmm. And in the end of it, he kind of was wrapping up, and he said, the concern with Shirelli is that for the past three summers, he's made a trade where he acquired a player with less skill than what he gave up. I understand you don't win every trade, and sometimes you're going to have to give up skill to fill a specific hole, but not to the degree he has. It is a trend at this point, and while each summer he loses a trade a little bit less, he's still losing. Nicholson has to wonder if that trend continues again this summer, and more importantly, how are the Oilers going to improve if it does? So we were chatting a lot about Peter Shirley. Is there pressure on Bob Nicholson? No. Bob Nicholson has the pressure of having to make the right call and whether that's waiting things out or cutting the head off. I don't know, man. I, I I think Bob Nicholson's been brought in here to do brand. And when they do the deal to bring the junior tournament over here. The Ivan Halinka, all that stuff. When they do the deal to replace the CFR, we're like, boo, the CFR is leaving. PBR is coming. I don't know anything. I'm like, PBR, my friend. Like, oh, my God. Pat's Blue Ribbon? Yeah. Yeah, we're just drinking PBR <laughs> yeah. the arena. Isn't that right. what it's called, though? It is, uh, yeah. yeah, professional ball. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, I know it is. Yeah, Maz, you know I've got. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. You know, you know that shell went off by my head. <laughs> I don't know any fucking. Uh, uh, How dare you not know rodeo your rodeo yeah. talk? But that to me is Bob Nicholson's job. Bob Nicholson's job, in my mind, is has nothing really to do all that much with the product on the ice. Protect the shield, kind of. Yeah, and okay. just make sure that, like, uh, you know, that the 
OEG off ice stuff. Because again, we're so imagine trying to sit down and have a meeting with the OEG when all you're caring about is last night's results. Somebody has to be thinking longer term. Somebody has to not be subject to the coach getting fired or yeah. the GM getting fired. There needs to be continuity in the program. Now, is Bob Nicholson ultimately in charge of the team? I don't think so, is he? No, he's basically, you're right. He does kind of run the, what is Bob Nicholson's actual title? Isn't he the? He's not the Poho. Isn't he the president of the OEG? That's yeah, that yeah something like that. That makes sense, yeah. They got like nine yeah, he's vice he's like chairmans. vice chairs, yeah. Kevin yeah. Lowe. And he's like off-brand Cates. He'll yeah. the one who'll come and talk to us because Cates doesn't want him. He's the one, he's he's the buffer between Cates and. I think it's Kevin Lowe. I think Kevin Lowe and Cates are still directly in contact all the time. And that's okay. who Cates wants to talk to at the Oilers. I think, I don't know. Okay. I, I can type. Well, I'm sure you can. Mm. Clearly, you've got the entire joint bugged. That's right. Clearly. What we should have done when the arena was being built was, like, go to HVAC school, go through a crash course, become tin bashers, <laughs> climb up into the guts of Rogers, wear in safety vests, and bug the shit out of the war room. That would have been, like, the the uh, departed. We put one of our men on the inside. Oh, that's right. <gasps> what it actually one, it could have been Leo. Could have been Leo. Could have had your hands smashed in a cast. You're like, I'm not a blogger! Why do I have to go on the inside? You go. You get your hands smashed. I don't want to. (laughs) Have you got holes to dig, earth to pack, and roads to build? Then you need to call Jappa Machinery Group. Does your equipment need a service? You can't fix stupid, but here at Jappa Machinery Group, we can fix everything else. With a full range of parts to keep your equipment running smoothly, Jappa Machinery Group is a family-operated and Alberta-grown business. Here to help build a bigger and better Western Canada. Give us a call or visit us at JappaMachinery.com. Jappa Machinery Group. Join the family. Wow. Jappa Machinery getting better and better, boys. Shout out to Marin, front office. Marin, downloads, downloads are going up. We're getting all sorts of people listening. All for you. Please don't cancel. Jappa Machinery. Uh, great stuff. Uh, we're chatting a lot about the Edmonton Oilers, obviously, on this podcast. So, simply put, we tape this on a Monday night. Let's say tomorrow morning the Oilers call you up. Uh, I'll start with bag milk. Go Which they milk. should call me, yeah. by the way. I'd call bag you. Milk. That's right. First of all, mm-hmm. you're looking quite red and flush from all the beets you've been eating. You go see our team doctor. I'm just generally unhappy. But I now, don't talk, like back-to-back beets on one o'clock matinees, and I'm sitting there eating beets at three thirty. Is just like that is a horrible weekend. Yeah, that is, that is pretty terrible. Uh, they they say up. Let's say Daryl calls you up. Pickles, I want you to be the GM of my team. What's my moment? What's cool? He sounds like Rocky or something. Yeah. <laughs> what's awesome. the first move bagged milk makes? Milan. I'm going to need to see that no trade list. Really? Yes. And the reason why is, and it's not because I think Milan Lucic is having a bad season this year, because he's not. He's actually having a sneaky good season. That's why you got to move him now? That's why you move him now, but also because he's going to turn 30 right away. His contract's going to be a boat anchor. And I would rather try to work on that now than be forced to lose a guy like Ryan Nugent Hopkins, who's younger, having a better year, and arguably more valuable. Okay, opinion. so now I'm Daryl Cates again. Can yep. I be Daryl Cates again? Mm-hmm. Oh, hey. I just came in in a model of car that normal people won't get for six more years. And I also know how Game of Thrones ends, but it's no business of yours. You're telling me you're going to come in here when a team that's performing way below expectation and get rid of one of our core guys locked up for the next seven years. Who said he's in the core? I did. I'm Daryl Cates. Is man. he, though? Yes. Is 30-year-old Milan Lucic in the core of Darn 20 Darn tootin' he is. That's why people. we signed him to what we signed him to, Mash. Seven years. Damn right we did. How much, Matt? Six million bucks per. Holy. I sound a lot like bag milk. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, I get it. So, yeah, he is part of the core when you throw 42 million Trudeau dollars at him. Actually, American dollars. I don't think he is part of the core. So you think, though, that... He's a guy who's going to be around a long time. So dumping a contract right now, which is really what you're telling me. Yeah. Arizona needs to hit the floor. And garbage (laughs) coming back. Sure. He's going to make the 2017 Oilers on ice better. 2017 Oilers are now looking to be the 2018 Oilers. I'm sorry, sir. We have to look to next season. But we had $8 million in cap room all year this year, and it wasn't like we couldn't have gotten somebody else to come help. I mean, Peter could have spent that, but he didn't. And here we are. And now I'm in charge, and I'm clearing out salary. Okay. Now what's your next move, player? I'm with you. I only had one. Mash that I only <laughs> had one. True. Just what? the one move. You also want to solve all the problems with one well, no, move? No, I didn't say solve all the problems. <laughs> Just what's damn. the first move you make? Oh, the first I didn't say I'll solve everything. So, Wanye, let's well, pretend you're the GM now. What is the number one move, first move you make? You get hired in, you get the nice corner office, yeah. you swap out nameplates, oh, yeah. you sit down at the desk. Mm-hmm. First things first, I'd like to get a Bobby Nix burger up in this bitch because I got some thinking to do, so I'm going to get my Bobby Nix burger. I would try and figure out what's going on. And when I don't mean that like Trump, like we got to close the borders till we figure out what's going on. <laughs> huh? Did you just say what is going on? Uh, I think that I'm a genius. Yeah. I'm a stable genius. Oh, I don't know any geniuses like, who ever talk really like that. really smart. Oh, my God. 
No, but I would try and figure out what's going on because I would maintain that there's something off the ice that is really hampering this 2017-18 roster. And that may mean that if somebody's done something, either the person who did the thing or the person who can't let that thing go got to go. And that might not be an obvious on-ice thing. And you can say, oh, you're crazy. Oh, you're crazy. That's your problem with all your craziness. Look at the product on the ice and tell me that the lineup on paper looks like it should be playing this poor. It really shouldn't. There is something that here that's more than the sum of its parts. So I try and fix that. Barring that, here's my move, Mash. Like one of them crazy eight-for-one <laughs> deals that they did <laughs> yep. for Lindros, right? Yep. So I'm like, okay. Everybody who was drafted in the second round or later is available in this deal. All first-round draft picks for the next three years are available in this deal. Roster players are available in this deal. And then I would take this group of unknown, un-sure you know, sure assets, and I would go walking door-to-door at the GM meetings saying, who wants to make a millionaire or be a millionaire? Because there are enough messed-up teams right now, like Ottawa, Montreal. like Montreal, like Arizona, where big-ass pieces, well, of the puzzle would be swapped okay. out that it, ordinarily you wouldn't trade except that extenuating circumstances such as the Senators collapsing might mean Eric Carlson can get fired out. Or an OEL maybe in Arizona if they're that dumb. You want two Larsons? You're so greedy. I'll take all the Larsons. You want all the Larsons. I want the one that we thought we were going to get in the first place. I want the guy that threw his medal in the crowd. I want that Larson too. Oh, can that? we talk what about that? We'll, we'll get into that. Oh, that was so good. Wait, we got lots of time. Okay, lots of time. So you, I love you that, do a but that's what I, I but yeah. I think you can still do those deals. But again, I don't understand enough about trades. I don't know if I'm the GM of the Oilers and it's day one and I'm eating twelve Bobby Nicks burgers to start my morning <laughs> off right. If anyone takes my call, yeah. or if or if I call, uh, I bet Chirelli's phone's blowing up all the time because I think it's one of those things where if you're sitting at the poker table and you're looking for the sucker and you don't know that who the sucker is, you're the sucker. He's the sucker. I will say though, if guys aren't picking up his phone calls, they're not doing their job. Well, and also to that point as well, in Dreger, the thing that kind of like Darren Dreger, that Cody Cece thing that happened last week. What happened? So apparently the deal that was apparently on the table, quote unquote, Darren Dreger, was that it was Taylor Hall for Cody Cece in a one for one to Ottawa. Ottawa was in. They're going to trade him out of Jersey already? No, that's what. No, that was the original trade. Oh, they're going to trade him to Ottawa. Yeah, yeah. So they were going to trade him to Ottawa for Cody Cece. They were running it up the flag. Apparently, Melnick has to get approval, give approval on this kind of shit or something. And during that time, Shirelli flipped Hall to New Jersey for Larson. While they were running it up the flagpole? Apparently. That is a Harvard man through and through, isn't it? Goddamn crimson. That's all I'm, that's all I'm saying. Okay, here's what we got to do. I got another idea, man. Humanity can't solve this problem. It's too complicated. There are too many variables. We should bring in Elon Musk. I like this. AI. Well, mm. guess who's in? <laughs> <laughs> no, let's get AI. Let's go to Watson, the deep blue over at IBM, and let's say, hey, we got to get some deep learning in here. We got big data. We got the cloud. We got a firewall. We got a router. We got eight different laptops and six iPads. Rig this shit up, Elon, and let's solve it with AI. But isn't that what advanced stats are? Is AI? It takes out the human element of it? No, statistics doesn't interpret. Well, that's fair. AI would look at all the data and say, you should kill your mother or whatever <laughs> AI wants you to do, right? <laughs> Cutthroat AI, this AI. AI wow. takes action, right? AI suggests solutions. AI actually interprets data where statistics just sort of provide it. Okay. Right? So you, you want robots up in here. That's or computers at the computers least, Mash, at this point. I mean, you could put it into a Roomba, I suppose. They have storage capacity and have the Roomba go around Roger's place analyzing. Survey. And it's just like, beep, beep, Everly trade, incorrect. Shut up, Roomba. Just films everything. Exactly. Uh, what I would do if I were named GM, I would sit down with the entire team. Yeah. And I would look at everyone and say, all right, guys, here's the deal I'm going to make to you. This season's done. Anyone who is on a contract for next season, you have my word. I am not going to move you. This season. Come off season. Another story. But till the end of deadline, I'm not going to move you. Guys who aren't on contracts next year, I'm going to try to move you because I'm going to try to get something back. But don't think we're not going to re-sign you. Basically, my point is, prove to me what you're worth. Because this this is a 40-game audition now. And if I see you can't take a step forward, you're out of here next year. So if I were Jim, I would actually stand pat this year. I would look everyone in the eye and say, prove to me why you want to be here next year. That would be the best possible situation for me because I don't think like as much as it's fun to pretend I'm Peter Shirelli which I could be I I <laughs> think I would good Peter Shirelli I think I would look great in one of those plaid jackets he's always got <laughs> on you would you got the um, eyes but I think mustache. the best oh god my mustache <laughs> is just non-existent this is as much as I got I That's know you can't you see it this is all I can so you do you haven't been shaving it no this is it it's just like little Strange. tiny frilly 
pubes. That was it just... the downside of your pact with Satan to be immortal? Yeah, you can never much. grow a stash? Pretty you can much. never love a human And I'm woman. the opposite. I can grow a stash. I can't grow a beard. Really? Yeah. And I'm the guy who can do it all. If you combined, really? Get you a make... man who can do both, they said. <laughs> yeah. I got ID'd at a bar the other day. I'm like, oh, come on. Come on. I'm... What bar? Uh, where were we? Sorry, downtown. It wasn't the Pine. No, it wasn't oh, the Pine. Okay, we know. Yeah. Yeah, no, we don't ID anybody at the Pine. Yeah. Just kidding, AGLC, if you're listening, <laughs> yeah. which they are not. Uh, but that's honestly, that's what I would do. I'd say, there, there's nothing we can do right now. There's no magical cure out there. So figure out what's going wrong. And uh, Rashad asked a good question of uh, Peter Shirelli in this interview. Basically said, the guys that have taken steps back, who is that on? Is that on the coaches or the players? And he gave a lawyer answer. He said it's kind of on both. So the guys I'd look at, a guy like Drake Kajula, a guy like Matt Benning, saying, you were good last year. I'll give you 40 games to figure it out again. And if not, I'm going to try to flip you for anything I possibly can. Because... We can't waste time because that guy over there, as I'm pointing to Connor, mm-hmm. is the best player in the league, mm-hmm. and we need to succeed now. So that's what I would do, Fire Jim. I know it's not a big splash or anything, but nothing. I don't think anything can save this season now. Is there still, and I'm going to go back to this imaginary issue that only I believe in, <laughs> does not making a deal and not rooting that bad apple out and hucking it, does you run a risk the whole barrel spoiled, right? Yeah, sure. could, but doesn't McDavid not spoil that? I don't know, man. We're watching, right? We're watching yep. what a killing it Connor McDavid anchor to a bunch of duds looks like, right? And it doesn't look good. Connor's the captain of the All-Star team. Yeah. What is he, third in scoring? And he's been sick. So arguably, he could be having a better year in the second half than he did in the first half. Ain't going to get us no playoff spot. Uh, we've been chatting a lot about the negativity around the Oilers today. Before we get to the Swedish medal tossing, though, can we just talk about R&H and Pooley Harvey, some bright spots for this Absolutely. team? Absolutely. Oh, my God. The Nuge. The my... pizza party? That, one of the worst parts about this season to me, as president of the Ryan Nugent Hopkins fan club, of course. is that... I thought you were going to say as president of hockey operations. Like, no. You're not still sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't get to be oh, kids anymore. Come I was on. having Bobby Nix yeah. burgers for breakfast. It was so good. <laughs> but one of the biggest downsides of this season is that Nuge's year that he's having is kind of being lost. Yeah. People aren't talking about how great Nuge is. Yeah. They're talking about how shit everything else is. But the Nuge is used to that shit because he's been here since <laughs> oh, day yeah. one. He's like, oh. He's the longest serving oiler and he's 12. Yeah. That is that is really And weird. this gets back to continuity, right? Shuffling the deck chairs and just making rash moves and firing people left and right never is the play. You got to be patient about this. You yeah. got to decide, you know, when the right time is. But then when the right time, you got to pull trigger. And keeping, you know, a lot of overhead around that's been here through a lot of bad years isn't, isn't cleaning house. Uh, who've been more, well, I guess, long time coming for Ryan Nugent Hopkins to have this type of season. We've all knew he was capable of, but Pouli Yarvi. Oh, yeah. I love Yarvey. him. Like, the last year was, I think a lot of Oilers fans were maybe nervous as to how last year went, maybe how the season started, but no, he's 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 developing that big, goofy bastard. I love him. Not me, Mash. Because you know why? Because he's 19. Yeah. And we got to a point as fans of this organization expecting 19-year-olds to be difference makers. And that has to change. I think this is one thing, and I haven't quite formulated how I want to rant about this in my head, so I'll go off half cock. But, like, we got to start remembering as Oilers fans, right? Like, when I was the same age as NHL players, I was like, oh, snap, it's totally normal for my buddy to get drafted by the Rangers, and now he has millions of dollars in a silver BMW. This is amazing. Oh, snap, a 28-year-old is an old man. Get out of here, old, with your gray toe hairs, (laughs) right? Well, now that I'm older, you got to remember these kids are here for, on average, three years each. And they're kids. And they're multimillionaires and going through a whole bunch of issues. And I really wish that we would start remembering some context in this city before we decide to string up, you know, whoever we're mad at. And just remember that, like, yes, they're being held accountable. And yes, but I genuinely would like people to start to think that coming to Edmonton is like a good time. Who was it that was ranting about, was it Talbot's wife? Who did the thing recently uh, that was Pat Maroon's. Fiance, oh. that, that like that was unbelievable to me. Unbelievable Did you to hear me. That match? Yeah, that was. I'm so embarrassed on that behalf is so of Oilers fans. That's embarrassing. That's the kind of shit that makes people not want to sign here. If you're listening to this and you don't know what we're talking about, basically Pat Maroon inadvertently, I think we can all agree, was an inadvertent head check yeah. on Dowdy. And Dowdy forgave him. Dowdy forgave him. Said, "I know he didn't do it on purpose, and that's not the guy he is." Everybody looks at that and say, "I agree with you, Drew Dowdy." Pat Maroon did not do that on purpose. But then there's some fucking knuckle draggers out there that go on Twitter and start messaging Maroon's fiance. But not even Kings like, fans, Oilers fans. Like that is so embarrassing. Oilers fans messaging her, not even the Kings guys. It is so embarrassing on every level if you are doing that. No, and it is. That's another going to be another casualty of peak social media. If I'm Mrs. Maroon and we're staring down, taking Anthony, or he's still in St. Louis, visiting Anthony and then bouncing, and I'm looking at Oilers fans DMing me that 
I don't want to sign in Edmonton. No. That's got nothing to do with the fact that Bonnie Doom Mall doesn't have nearly the amenities it used to. It's because people are DMing me saying that, what did they say? Like, someone should something die. Like, I hope harm on your family. Like, it's just crazy. It's madness. Easy talk. I, like, in my head, I can't even think of what it would take to muster that thought to tweet that at a stranger whose husband or fiance or whatever happens to play in what the NHL. What if Anthony saw? What if Anthony, what if Anthony saw? Anthony is all of our son. Every time you tweet, think, what if Anthony sees this? I think about Anthony all the time. He's a good little guy. He doesn't deserve to have his new stepmom getting threatened by a bunch of trolls. It's embarrassing. No, embarrassing. It is. It is. Very stupid. Um, well, we've gone all over the place. We should close on the Swedish metal tossing. I think we stayed right on the thing. We Oilers, did. Lightning Bolt, Oilers, <laughs> Pornhub Hat, Jujar, ju- ju- <laughs> sorry, Juju Yager. <laughs> yeah. We're looking at your notes here, Maj. Yeah. Stuck right to the script. Oh, yeah. So let's close on the Swedish metal tossing. So what happened? I just saw there was a guy in an America uniform wearing a Well, metal. that was the plot twist that yeah. just made it all come together. So Canada wins the World Junior Gold. Shout out to As the boys, by the way. It ain't even a question in 2018. As we do. And the Swedish captain, imagine I'm going to need your help with the name on that one. Elias Larson, wasn't it Larson? Could be. Could a be third Larson. <laughs> a Larson lover like you once. Every Larson <laughs> in the NHL. Don't Only even Only the hyphenated <laughs> ones. Um, so he accepts his silver medal. Instantly takes it off. Yeah. As he's skating past the benches, you can see it, and he chucks it into the crowd. But to someone he knew. I don't think so. I don't think so. No, just a random dude. Hold on. So this guy gets a silver medal at the World Juniors and throws it into the crowd. That's right. One of the all-time players. had to be his buddy. I don't know, man. That guy was like 40. But you can have an old buddy. (laughs) I guess you could. Hey, man, what are you doing this week? I'm going to watch you in the World Juniors. I'm your uncle, Larson. So, buddy, why is he wearing a state's jersey? It was, in, it was in Buffalo. And so he threw it to the opposing fan of a team that wasn't even playing in the I don't the think he was looking at, I'm going to throw it at that. Yeah, I just I think, think he chucked just... it. What did he say afterwards? Like, I do not want to meddle. Yeah, he said, he, well, I'm paraphrasing. He said, I don't want a prize for losing. <gasps> I fucking loved it. Lias Sign- Anderson, by the way. Anderson. That's why he didn't not recognize Larson. him. Was one of your we apologize to yeah. the family Larson. Yeah. But like, I love that. I don't want a prize for losing. And yeah, they're like, you're old and shit, and you're like, somebody brought that up. you in the World Juniors? <laughs> Papa, remember that time? Let us eat when you and were in pie And tell me about the World Juniors back in 18 before the Clone Wars. And he said when he was at the U18 Championships, Sweden won a silver. He put it in a box, and he hasn't seen his medal since. Doesn't give a shit. He does not want Who a prize this? for losing. This is the kid that chucked his medal over. So he's like, I already won a silver. Oh. I don't want another one. I loved it. Amazing. And yes, you're probably right when he's old and gray and they're, you know, rolling meatballs or whatever yeah, the Svenskas yeah, yeah. do with their course, grandkids. Um, he'll probably, he would have probably regret that had he not gotten it back. But that's a genius thing about making rash moves. Of course you'll regret it. And then you'll be equally stubborn and say you don't regret it until your dying day when in a Swedish palliative care unit in Stockholm in the year 2077, you finally <laughs> admit to your robot nurse you shouldn't have thrown the damn medal over the glass in the World Juniors, and that's what set it all off. It's a very bizarre end to that tournament. Just Because I was watching, I'm like, what? Did, did I just see that? Was he... Throwing his jersey? No, it was his medal. And then the guy to pull off two jerseys, and then there's a Swedish one underneath. Who's wearing three jerseys at the game? Well, that's the thing. Maybe you don't know. Maybe everyone is but us. I guess. Maybe. Imagine wearing three Oilers jerseys simultaneously. Just three, a bunch of different players, depending on who scores. You're ripping them off and throwing them back on. I love that. Guys would change hockey sticks every period. You should switch jerseys every period. Oh. I like how right now I'm like, <laughs> I should get more Oilers jerseys. Damn it, Wanya, you fool. They don't deserve your love. I don't care. You're so gonna you're you are you told us you're gonna go buy three Oilers jerseys after you record this. <sighs> Could. I actually want one of those new road unis. I'm just scared that I'm gonna buy the guy that did the thing in the room no one knows about accidentally, and all of a sudden it's gonna come out and I'm gonna look at it in my closet and be like, then you're Oh, that, it was Jujar all along. Then you're that Bills fan wearing an OJ Simpson jersey to the playoff. How game. about the juice going to the game? It was in no, he was not at the game. Oh. He was at a bar in Vegas watching it. <laughs> yes, but I agree. I was Oh, so just, that was fake news on social? He was watching the Bills in the gear just at a Vegas bar. <laughs> Oh my God! The impression that's I got so, was he was that's, at. The that's game. what I thought too when I first saw that. And if you if you own the Buffalo Bills, do you want OJ showing up? It's a free country. You can do whatever. Yeah, he wants. but would you? If you're Terry Pagula, you own the Bills. Would you like the juice? Doesn't he also own the Sabers? Yes, he does. Well, I'd be worrying about my scoreboard that fell to the ice so long ago at HSBC Arena, and have I got my insurance settlement yet? How about Bills fans though? They are gnarly, smashing each other through tables. Bills Mafia. 
Wow. Have you seen any of those videos? Oh, of course I have. It's ridiculous. Who, it is pretty ridiculous. Who named themselves the team name slash a weird name dot something? That's no ridiculous. Kidding. Bill's Mafia. Hey, D-Bond, get the tables. So, yeah. Oh, yes. A wrestling then, reference. Right? Oh. oh well done. What about the old Thank boy? You. Who was it? Uh, the NFL guy, Terry something, or Bill Coward. Didn't he try to do it himself, Oh, too? yes, on CBS, yes. I knew Bill Coward was. There you Didn't go. Didn't even call him Terry well O'Reilly, which wouldn't have made um, any sense. Are Oilers fans ever going to be powerbombing each other through tables? I hope so. We weren't far off in Anaheim. Like, I cannot judge team annoying road fans of any team because when we were in Anaheim, man, that was one of the most amazing experiences <laughs> of my life. We were so on our horses and so smug and high-fiving each other. Oh, it was the best. All I'm worried about is that we're going to get so jacked next time they make the playoffs that we're going to be powering bomb power bombing people through tables in Ford Hall and Ford Hall is going to collapse <laughs> down on 104. But that's why perhaps okay, all those years that we were losing all the time we were spazzing and it led to Connor, right? This led to me having a little bit of a different view on life because I'm like, why aren't the Oilers good? Why is God hating us? And then I realized that everything was lining up perfectly that whole time. And this season makes zero sense again right now, any more sense in how come Justin Schultz isn't the Norris candidate? Maybe there's another Connor coming. Maybe there's a situation I never thought in a million years would be like, and then we got Connor McDavid. So maybe we're sitting here and we're like, oh, and then the other thing happened, which is what we needed to have solved that problem. And in fact, burning year three of his ELC was what won us cups in six, seven, and eight. Because had we not had that year, we wouldn't have made the big changes we had to make in the offseason. And we may never have won a cup. That could be what we're going Which through. is uh, Rasmus Dahlin. Butterfly come, effect, man. Come to me. But yeah, I don't know that you can. I mean, Arizona is impressive. Like, I've seen some shit teams. We've all seen some garbage. They are neck level. Hey, all I know is that Buffalo specifically tanked to get McDavid, and he was Oz, baby. You oh. missed out. See? And so maybe we got to just chill and be like, okay. okay, the season's torched. Great. Is it torched? I I can't see them coming back. They're Manish. over 10 points out. I don't, yeah. I w- I've been on record on this podcast saying I think they could, but now I don't think they can win 8 out of 10 for the next 40. Okay. Now. This is some serious stuff here. Do you want a Wanye veto to get you out of this damn beat crap? And I can be like, I don't know why you did this. If you do beating again, you're fired. Do you want me to do that to get you off the hook? No. I made a bet, and I'm sticking with it. Is Dan ever going to have uh, pants on again in his natural Yeah, I life? was thinking about Dan, and I thought it was hilarious that he'll he'll be able to tell a story where he wore shorts for a full calendar year living in Edmonton. He wore shorts, and it was minus 40 outside. Yeah, and he's still going to Oilers games and he's rocking shorts and people are like, look at that fucking crazy guy. I saw a guy the other game the other night wearing shorts and thought of Dan, but it wasn't Dan. That's no. neither here nor there. But A lot of people are sending me things like, dude, you're going to get gout. You're going to do this. Yeah. You can get the gout from eating beets. Apparently. If, apparently no, if you got to eat like a lot of red meat and drink port to get the gout. That's like the, the Baron's disease. You got to eat a lot of protein to get yeah, so like Unless now people are, protein, do they? Well, they got some kind of acid that is in the, I don't know, I could get kidney stones. So basically what I'm doing to counter is I'm crushing water, baby. Oh, yeah. The old Smart. kidneys are getting flushed. Because I am crushing, like I had probably four liters of water yesterday. Because I'm like, if I'm going to be eating beets know, on back to back. Are you going to sue me in a few years when you're like, shit, man, I should eat <laughs> all those beets. My balls fell off, and now I can't do anything the, in the bedroom. Yeah, the but think of the posts we could do. Oh, I'm looking oh, to use your friend here. Bag milk's content. balls fell off. The page hey, views, man. Don't get me wrong. As a professional, your balls falling off would be one of the best things that could happen to me. All but I'm as saying. your friend, I don't want those to happen. What All is I'm good, saying. though, is I try to look at the silver lining. They have their bye week next week. So you get a break. See? So you do get a bit of a break coming up. All-star break's coming up shortly after. There you go. See, I'm fine. The Olympic break would have really <laughs> saved you, but there's no <laughs> Olympic break this year. Boys, I think we solved a lot of problems here. This was good. We'll do see you next week. Just one, one, one final yes. question. If the Oilers were to lose the season opener of next year. I'm in. I'm, I'm, you actually, no, I shouldn't say that I'm in. I don't want to go on record saying it now. I haven't decided if I'm going to carry it over to next year. But what I kind of want to do is if I do do it next year, I want to have a yin to the yang, whereas when they win, then we get to do something fun. Oh, smart. Whether that's just pounding a couple of nation beers and answering questions or sure. whatever it is. I want to do something fun if we if I continue it on. The Beats thing, it's just kind of turned into a thing that now we, you know, misery loves company and we're all I together. We're doing this in the decade of darkness. How much you'd oh, be Jesus. mostly beat by this point. 100%. So we got we got Dan wearing no pants at That's Nation right. HQ. He's wearing shorts until the others are 500. We got you with that. I had a beard straight up. I was drunk. I trimmed it. I was pissed in the mm. last four days. It wasn't the, 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 the two matinee games. It was the game before that. I spazzed, trim a beard. It's fine. Do what I want. Is there anybody else who's getting punished? Chris is rocking the turkey hat after losses. I'm a big fan of the turkey hat. It's hardly anything. We could just force him to do that anyways in the name of fun. All right. Well, if you ever want someone to come in and you want to pull the safety cord, I can make it look like it was all about me. Be like, he wanted to keep going, but I drew the line on behalf of sane decisions and being stable. It's one of those things like, 
I can't, there's no way I'm going to eat 40 more cans, right? Have you got holes to dig, earth to pack, and roads to build? Then you need to call Jabba Machinery Group. Does your equipment need a service? You can't fix stupid, but here at Jabba Machinery Group, we can fix everything else. With a full range of parts to keep your equipment running smoothly, Jabba Machinery Group is a family-operated and Alberta-grown business. Here to help build a bigger and better Western Canada. Give us a call or visit us at jappamachinery.com. Jappa Machinery Group. Join the family. This edition of the Real Life Podcast is brought to you by sumojerky.com. The number one beef jerky of the month club in the world. It's award winning and rare beef jerky to your door for as little as $14 a month. A proud division of Wanya Enterprises. That's sumojerky.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.